Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. To Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Ready. Get up. Let's get it on. The Wendy's Big Show. Oh, Showtime, baby. Showtime. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you on a Thursday. Gary Ellerson is off today. Leroy Butler is off today. They both are at a Packer event today, so they will both be back tomorrow. Uh, And looking forward to having those guys both back. Jam-packed show today. Ted Davis, retired Bucks play-by-play announcer, joins us coming up in one half hour. Tim Allen, Gene Weiner, Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show on 1250 AM. The fan in Milwaukee, uh, he will join us coming up uh, in the next hour of the show, about 90 minutes from right now. Look ahead to the Brewers' second half of the season, the trade deadline now just a couple of weeks away, just uh, about a week and a half away or so, August 2nd. Uh, Jake Kokorowski, Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. Badgers uh, recruiting guy will join us coming up in the third hour uh, to talk some Badgers football with him. So, uh, looking forward to that. Going to start off talking today uh, about something I heard on the radio yesterday afternoon in Milwaukee um, with our afternoon show there. Toby Altizer uh, was filling in, who fills in for me, and will be filling in for me while I'm out uh, starting next week. Uh, the, and they were just having the conversation uh, about you know the one-year anniversary of the Bucks yesterday. And uh, within the conversation, uh, him and his producer, Sam Schmitz, uh, started having the conversation about championships with Giannis, the Bucks, uh, and so forth. And this is my question. Real simple. Are your expectations as a fan the same with Giannis and the Bucks as they are with Rodgers and the Packers? Meaning, would only one championship be good enough uh, for the Bucks at this point, because right right now at this point, only one championship is what Aaron Rodgers has. That's it. That's all he has. There is no more. Same with uh, Brett Favre. One championship. There is no more. Both guys Hall of Famers. Both guys 
Uh, well, I mean, Rodgers hasn't gotten there yet, but he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So both guys, first ballot Hall of Famers. Giannis, you would assume, unless something goes horribly wrong, and even at this point it doesn't even matter because I think his resume is strong enough, uh, is going to be a Hall of Famer as well. Probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. So all of these guys already have their their place locked up, their legacy secured as far as you know how they'll be remembered and what they did with their teams. However, as a fan, I believe most wanted more than one Super Bowl out of the run of Brett Favre. He got to two, but they won one. We don't need to go back over the Broncos game again. With Aaron Rodgers, after he got the first one a decade ago, over a decade ago, the thought was that he would obviously get more than one before this was all said and done. He hasn't even gotten the Packers back to a second Super Bowl, nonetheless won a second Super Bowl. And then as a Packers fan, you look at all the years that you had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and you have two Super Bowls with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks who play back-to-back. That type of stuff just doesn't happen. Getting back-to-back Hall of Famers. For the Milwaukee Bucks, 50 years in between championships. So the drought significant. Similar to the drought of the 96 Packers back to the 60s Packers, right? It was 30 years or whatever it was. Giannis, multiple MVP, defensive player of the year, most improved player of the year, finals MVP, champion, but they have won. And when we talked about this in the past, we've talked about the Bucs having that window uh, with Middleton and Drew Holiday of maybe a couple more years here, um, and then figuring out what they're going to have to do at that point, unless they extend Holiday and Middleton and let them play uh, into their late 30s. Right, through their late 30s, I guess it would be. And the Packers are in a similar situation with Rodgers. Uh, once he retires here in the next two or three years, whatever it may end up being, uh, they then will be forced to go into some type of rebuild, reload, whatever you want to call it, mode. It doesn't feel like to me, as a person that follows both teams, as a person that talks about it on the radio with many, many listeners day to day and interacts on social media and so forth, I don't feel like the pressure is the same or the expectations are the same from the fans for the Bucks and Giannis as they are for the Packers and Rodgers. It doesn't feel the same. It, it, it really doesn't. It feels like if this thing ends with one, one championship, everybody will be ecstatic and happy and totally fine with it. Nobody will be going, boy, I was disappointed. You only got one with Giannis. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. But if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get this team back to a Super Bowl and win another one, I think that will be the sentiment of some Packer fans, maybe a lot of Packer fans, before this whole thing is said and done, as far as how they view Rodgers' time with the Packers. And it will be viewed differently, I think, with Giannis and the Bucks. And I'm trying to figure out the why to that. Are your expectations the same with Giannis and the Bucks as they are with Rodgers and the Packers? Meaning, would only one championship be good enough for the Bucks for you? They don't get back to another one. They don't win another one. And Giannis' career is over. You're going to be good? 
Or are you going to be frustrated, disappointed, whatever the case may be, like you are with Rodgers and maybe like you were with uh, Brett Favre? Dial it up right now. The Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com. You can also tweet us at Big Show Network. Wendy Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad is here, and it's the event of the summer featuring freshly prepared ingredients like a mix of salad greens, grilled chicken, oven-baked crispy applewood smoked bacon, candied almonds, Italian cheese blend, and to top it all off, fresh summer strawberries, all beautifully tossed together and served with a side of sweet champagne vinaigrette. Only at Wendy's. Don't miss the fan favorite, the Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. Into a crisis. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh. Live from the Lakeland University studios, Lakeland University now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. See Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Ted Davis, retired Bucks play-by-play announcer, will join us coming up here uh, in about 15 minutes or so. One-year anniversary of the Bucks uh, was yesterday winning the championship. We tried to get Ted on yesterday. Couldn't, so going to have him on today instead. Always enjoy talking uh, with Ted Davis, so stay tuned for that. Are your expectations the same with Giannis and the Bucks as they are with Rodgers and the Packers? And that pretty much means we'd only one championship be good enough for you as a Bucks fan, right? That, that's pretty much what it comes down to. The Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com. You can also tweet us at Big Show Network. Wisconsin family uh, did just that. It says, as Wisconsin sports fans, the Packers overall have the highest expectations. Few reasons for that. Number one, people care more about them. Number two, Their league gives them as good a chance as anyone to win, so you better compete. The Bucs, Brewers, and Badgers don't have the same parity in their leagues. A very well-written tweet by Wisconsin Family tweeting at Big Show Network. Uh, AR, I heard you adjust your seat. I'm assuming you would like to talk. What would you like? You heard that? I don't even think I had my mic on. Yep. Good ears. No, I was going to just compliment him as well. And he's been, or I shouldn't say he, they, Wisconsin Family, have been coming with some good tweets lately. Uh, and I would agree with this one. This is uh, one of those situations, and we've talked about it, I think, relatively recently. We were talking about, what was it, the Badgers and all of this stuff that's been happening with conference realignment and how it still is not going to change much of the fact that the expectation for Wisconsin fans, football at least, is get 10 wins and hope for the best, maybe get to a Big Ten championship game and see what happens. If you are a Packers fan, I think the expectation has been built up by virtue of parity in the NFL that, yeah, you should be expecting in this situation with this quarterback to compete every year. And if you don't get to the mountaintop, you're always left with a sour feeling in your mouth. This is the thing, though. Um, Well, I I agree that it was a well-written tweet. I I think the situation is completely different right now. Now, 
you can have that expectation level for the Bucs after Giannis. You could have that expectation or lack there of expectation for the Bucs before Giannis. But in the NBA, when you have the best player in the league or one of the best players in the league, that gives you an opportunity to win. Yes, you do have the luxury tax, which some owners don't want to go all the way into. Others will go diving headfirst and pay a ton of money in order to win a championship. Others may not. The Bucs are in the luxury tax. This is not a situation where the Bucs simply said, because of financial reasons and market size, we cannot simply go play in the luxury tax pool. They're there. Now, are they there the way Golden State is? No, they're not there to that degree necessarily, but they are uh, in that area. They've spent a bunch of money between Giannis, between Chris Middleton, and between Drew Holiday in order to make this thing work and give themselves a best chance at a championship. When you start comparing it to uh, the Brewers or the Badgers, that's a lot different. Number one, in basketball, one player can put you in the playoffs pretty much. You have a dominant player. He could pretty much get you into the playoffs. Then you need the surrounding cast to take you to the next level to try and make you that championship caliber team. But that one player by themselves will probably give you as good a chance of being a playoff team as, uh, as in any other sport. In baseball, not only do you need one or two or three really good hitters, then you also need a couple of good starters, uh, a good bullpen. There are so many more factors that go into baseball in making that work on top of the fact that you can't necessarily spend with the big boys, which puts you at more of a disadvantage. So baseball to basketball, um, you know, one draft pick of one guy doesn't change a franchise. One draft pick of one guy in the NBA could change a franchise, as you see by Giannis. Badgers and Badger football, uh, yeah, there, there is a huge wide gap. Uh, obviously, uh, between the haves and the have-nots in college football. And the Badgers aren't even really a have-not. The Badgers are more of a second-tier type team behind the perennial powers uh, that sit at the top of the college football landscape. But again, similar to baseball, you're playing with a huge disparity of talent more times than not. uh, And on top of that, it takes more than one great player in order to go play in a college football playoff or go play for a national championship. In college football, I would argue it's harder to overcome the disparity they have there than even in Major League Baseball. You don't need as many guys to overcome the disparity in baseball as as far as playing at a high level as you do in football, in college football. And that's why when you look at college basketball and the run that Decker and Kaminsky and Brust and these guys made and Josh Gosser, you look at that team. They had two NBA quality guys right there in Decker and Kaminsky. Now, Decker was highly sought after coming out of high school, so everybody knew what he was. Kaminsky was developed by by Wisconsin uh, and made into, and he obviously was a huge part of making himself, into what he is, which is still an NBA player. So again, two guys that they hit on at the same time that got him in that situation. Marquette on the final four run needed one guy uh, and some young pieces around him, like Steve Novak and Travis Diener that were you know, just there as freshmen uh, shooting those long-range shots. And then, obviously, they had the transfer of Jackson, who uh, fell in their lap, which was perfect because they needed somebody in the middle. Uh, and it all worked out. But it was one superstar player, is my point. Now, you fast forward, it ended up being multiple guys that played in the NBA with Diener and Novak, even though they were younger in their career, that were with Wade on that Marquette run. So, really... 
if you look at how it all played out, he, there was really three NBA players on that team. So that's why I, I think when you make the comparison, like Wisconsin Family did tweeting a big show network, that Bucks, Brewers, and Badgers don't have the same parity in their leagues. They don't. But the Bucks, because of Giannis right now, are the top tier. They will not be the top tier once Giannis leaves. They will go back to being on the bottom again and having to try and figure out how do they get another superstar player uh, to work. Mark tweets at Big Show Network, more expectations with Giannis. It's fewer teammates to hold up. Football has more moving parts. 11 players on the field at a time. Football has a greater chance for error that Rodgers can't control. Giannis has a better chance to take over a game by himself. And you're right on the the Packer comparison as far as Rodgers goes. As far as, you know, he can't control if a defensive back gets beat for a long touchdown pass. You're right. You can't control that. You can't control if an offensive lineman gets beat at the line of scrimmage uh, and you have no chance and get sacked. Can't control that. You can't control if your team can't run block and you can't get the running game going, which allows the defense to pin their ears back and rush the quarterback. You're right. You can't control that. But, having said that, if there is one player on the field that controls more than any other player on the field, that is the quarterback position. But, Mark, you are right that there are other things that go into it, and you are right that Giannis by himself can pretty much take over a game and win it. But yet, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like there is that type of pressure now that they won a championship. And I think in large part, it's because most of us didn't think we'd ever see them win a championship because of the way this league is kind of set up. Superstars are moving around at a crazy pace, but they're not necessarily moving to cities like Milwaukee to go play together, which then puts, you know, the Bucks in even a worse situation than what it was years ago when these guys weren't, you know, hopping all around trying to form super teams and play with one another. So it puts the Bucks further behind the eight ball. I'm going to ask AR the question. AR, are your expectations the same with Giannis and the Bucks as they are with Rodgers and the Packers? Uh, hmm. Well, I guess when I think about all the games and all the times I've watched Green Bay play, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you are you right. You do know. You know what your expectations what? are for the Packers versus the Bucks. You're a fan. You have your own expectations. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. To your point of we never thought we would see this happen, I'm not expecting, and this may come across as me sounding like a Debbie Downer, even though we just literally celebrated a one-year anniversary of a championship yesterday, I'm not expecting Milwaukee to win another title. I would not be shocked if they don't win one during this window. I know I keep talking about it. Might be closing. We had Marcus Johnson on a while ago. He thinks the window is slowly shrinking. I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't win another one. And I know other people will think differently. They want to see two or three more while we have the best player in the league. But when I think of NBA, for all the reasons that you just pointed out, it would not shock me if that doesn't happen. We can talk about how they were a player away in Middleton from at least getting to the ship last season. Okay, well, that sort of thing happens. And to Mark's point, saying football has a greater chance for error Rodgers can't control, well, I don't think anyone expected Middleton to miss the entirety of the postseason. That was something that the team couldn't control either. So it goes both ways. It can happen in both leagues. And 
I do wonder also if the Brewers, God willing, ever win a World Series of their own, if we'll ask the same question after they win a title, should the expectations be the same for them as they are for Green Bay? And I think the answer would be no. No, no, again, no. Again, for no, all those reasons. No, 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 no. But that, but again, as I say, stated earlier, that is not the same. You cannot compare, I don't believe, baseball to these other sports. The financial disparity is gigantic, number one. Number two, you can't just win with one superstar. You can't win with just the best player. Ryan Braun won the MVP. That didn't guarantee them going to a World Series and winning a World Series. They couldn't figure it out because they didn't have the pitching. And now this year, you've got a Cy Young Award winner in Corbin Burns. And you've got other really great pitchers. You have a great bullpen, back end of the bullpen with Hayter and Devin Williams. And you have uh, another really good pitcher in Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta. But you don't have hitting. And you have to have more of those pieces in place for a longer period of time in order to have the conversation of, well, that Major League Baseball team should have won two or three uh, championships. If you have a core together for five or six years um, with you know some of the best players at these different positions, okay, fine. This Brewers team, if they win a World Series with this crew in the next couple of years, is probably going to get broken up there shortly after because either Hayter will be here or will be gone by that point. You will have to pay Devin Williams at some point here in the next couple of years if you're going to keep him. And Burns and Woodruff will both not be on this team going forward after the next couple of years. Giannis is here going forward and has been here for quite some time. And Aaron Rodgers has been in Green Bay for quite some time as well. And Rodgers has had the tools at the wide receiver position uh, going forward. He's had an all-pro left tackle. Now, defensively, you can say, okay, maybe the defense wasn't good enough necessarily to get it done. I get down with you on that, but it's a lot easier for a quarterback to help a team win games and dictate pace of play than it is for any position in baseball. Nameless tweeter says Rogers gets too much credit for team success versus Giannis at Big Show Network. Giannis plays defense and Rogers doesn't. If the Packers had one championship in 50 years, I, nameless tweeter, think it would be the same as the Bucks getting one in that same time span. Nameless tweeter, you're wrong. It was one in 30, now not 50, but one in 30 when the Packers won their one with Leroy and Brett, right? They went back the next year. They lost. When Brett left, there was talk of, man, I can't believe we only got one with Brett. Then you get Aaron. So what are we at here? Are we at two? What? What? Go back. Tell me Brett Favre's first year in Green Bay. Tell me how long we've had Favre and Rodgers together. What is it? Two and 50? Is that what the, the Packers are at right now? Two and 50 or two and 60 or something like that. Somewhere in that area from the last Vince Lombardi Super Bowl till this year. How many years have gone by? I, I would imagine it's been like two and 60 or two and 50 or something like that. Somewhere in that in that area. Uh, got one here from Bowtie who says it's a very strong case that the Bucs have underachieved in Giannis's prime, much like the Packers since 1992. 2018 lost to Boston in round one. 2019, a 1C, seed, they blow a 2-0 lead uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. 2020, a 4-1 loss uh, to Miami in the second round. That was the bubble. 2021, they, they get the ring. And then 2022, uh, they lose to Boston in round two. It's an interesting question. We've never asked... Do you think this Bucks team has underachieved while Giannis was in his prime uh, per se? Because I think everyone would immediately jump on that, like, hello, they just won a championship a year ago. Correct. But would you agree that his prime has been since 2018, or would you say his prime just started last year? 
I mean, because really, that is the conversation piece is when did Giannis really get into his prime where he became, you know, the MVP, the best player in the league? And there was, you know, not a lot of people questioning it. Was that 2019? Is that 2018? Where do you want to start the time timer at to say he's the best player in the league? I would say 19 because we're in this window now where he's been in his prime for, in my opinion, about three years. And at his age, what is he, 27? He's younger. He's a year younger than me, I think. So he's got, by NBA standards, probably another six, seven years where he can Easy. still be that player. Yeah, maybe so, 10. yeah, I would say 2019. Yeah, maybe 10 years. All right, we'll talk to Ted Davis coming up next. Retired Bucks play-by-play announcer next on the Wendy's Big Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wisconsin-wide, the Big Show Radio Network. Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh. The Sparky Pfeiffer with you, other side of the glass. AR, Adam Roberts, executive producer, Gary and Leroy Butler off today. They have a Packer event that they are doing together today. They will both be back tomorrow. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, he is retired Bucks play-by-play announcer Ted Davis. Follow him on Twitter at NBA Ted. Schneider retiring drivers right now for more info. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Ted, thanks for coming on, man. How are you? Hey, Sparky. I'm doing fine and uh, good to be back on with you. One-year anniversary yesterday of the Bucks uh, winning a championship, uh, and it came up yesterday uh, during our show when we were talking about uh, all the bad, horrible basketball teams that you got to call play-by-play for leading up to that championship in your time in the NBA. Uh, for those that don't know, please, please do delve into some of the bad basketball that you had to call, including your time in Dallas. Well, uh, now that I'm done, I can add it all up. I never missed a game, so that's awesome. Know, it's not it's not that hard not that hard to figure out. I did uh, over three thousand games, including preseason and playoffs. But uh, my my team's regular season records 
uh, we're about 300 games under 500. How many? 300 under 500. 300. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's bad. That's a lot of bad so basketball. So here's the thing, Sparky. I always remember you telling me one time, you know, the pain will be worth it. The year you know, that they point, ended up with Jabari Parker. It was that year leading up to it. Yeah, the 15 win season. Yeah, and you were telling me you were telling me the pain will be worth it. Just get through the pain and, and it'll be worth it. Yeah. Yep. I didn't realize there was gonna be thirty-three years of pain, you see, but um <laughs> last year, a year ago, yesterday, I realized that you know what? Damn it, the pain was worth it, because that was pretty damn special it's interesting we had jim paschke on yesterday and back in the day they used to only do 30 games on tv throughout the course of a year um and he said they the bucks won the first game that him and john mclaughlin got to do together and he didn't realize it till after the season was over they didn't win another game that they did the rest of the year on tv they lost 29 straight on tv they didn't call another winning game the rest of the year how long, if you remember, was one of your longer losing streaks back in the day? Oh, it was 92-93, Dallas Mavericks. They only won 11 games for the entire season. And with all due respect to the early uh, Sixers of the early 70s, uh, we were the worst team ever. Uh, we won 11 games. But I tell you, that what a collection of oh, just bad basketball from start to finish. We lost 20 games in a row. Oh. Then we won a game. Uh, and then we lost 16 more in a row. So we lost 36 out of 37 games. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine. I'd lose my mind. I mean, I, just that's just horrible. Uh, okay, so then, you know, you go through all of that, and then you get Giannis, obviously, who eventually ends up, you know, winning a championship. When did you realize that Giannis was going to be different and had that potential to be the guy that he's turned into? Probably his third year maybe fourth I can't remember when Jason Kidd in that year where they weren't going anywhere after being a surprise team the year before and making the playoffs pretty much tossed the keys to Giannis and said you know you run this thing you just do what you're gonna do and that's where I think he started to blossom I think Jason Kidd's meeting that he had with Giannis uh, with Kobe Bryant uh, in Bryant's last game in Milwaukee really set a a spark to Giannis. I think he had that work ethic anyway, but when Kobe Bryant told him just off the Bucks locker room after that game that you have the talent to be as good as you want to be. You can be a superstar. Do you want to work for it? And I think that work ethic was already there, but when a guy like Kobe confirms that he knows you can be good, I think that motivated him even more. And the thing I'm grateful for is that I saw the full evolution of Giannis from that 18-year-old rookie that came in, uh, you know, just thin as a rail to a grown-ass man who is a full-blown battering ram and became a superstar. And that all was on display in game six. I mean, that was the completion of the evolution. You know, and he put up 50 points. It, it's arguably, if not, the best closing game in the history of the NBA. And if you remember that game, the Bucks had a great first quarter. They were up like 10 or 12 points at the end of the first quarter, had a terrible second quarter. All that momentum was gone, and Phoenix was ahead by, I think, five points at halftime. And it was like Giannis came out in the third quarter and said to the rest of the team, okay, fellas, we are not going to lose. Jump on my back, and here we go. He had uh, 18 points in the third quarter. I think he had 14, like, in the first five minutes. Yep. Just completely got the momentum back and then, you know, ended up with 50 
and was hitting his free throws, 17 of 19, I think, on at the free throw line that night. And that's that's you know that's what a superstar does. And Jordan did it, and LeBron has done it. Well, Giannis has done it, and. What we didn't know back in 2013, in June of 2013, because I remember I was doing some work for you guys, and right. I was at the Cousins Center, right? And I called, I called in after the pick, and you and I were both. I don't have a, what the, you know, I don't know, I don't have a clue about this. We guy. were just laughing about how you were going to pronounce his name. That 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 was oh, the biggest thing, yeah. Yeah, and then what we didn't know is that was the beginning of the championship. Now, yeah. like it did with Jordan, who took seven or eight years, and LeBron, who took seven or eight years. It took Giannis that amount of time to fully develop and win a championship, but he did it. And we didn't know it at the time, but that was the championship. And I'll give John Hammond a lot of credit. And also thank you to the Minnesota Timberwolves who at 14 were seriously considering Giannis, but just couldn't pull the trigger on such an unknown with a lottery pick. And they drafted Shabazz Muhammad. Thank you very much. Oh my goodness, Shabazz Muhammad. Oh, okay, so let's let's further this conversation now. So I think one of the more surprising things that happened was that that performance at the free throw line for Giannis, considering how jacked up that whole thing was with people chanting and counting him down at the free throw line and how big of a distraction that had to have been for him to lock in and shut the door at the free throw line uh, in the awesome way that he did, missing just two free throws in that game. To me, that was probably one of the biggest surprises of the postseason. Yeah, and it showed the mental toughness. You know, I mean, that free throw shooting for big guys can get in their head, and it can stay in their head for a long time. And to fix it mid-series uh, the way he did, um, but that that's special. I mean, that's a special kind of guy, and we're so lucky to have him in Milwaukee, because have you noticed how many NBA superstars seem to be surly and angry a lot, you know, KD and Russell Westbrook and Harden, and they don't, Kyrie Irving's weird. I mean, they just don't seem happy. Giannis is anything but that. He is a happy-go-lucky guy who is is fun to be around. He's fun to interview. Uh, we're lucky to have him, and he seems to be happy here, which uh, for years, the Milwaukee was NBA Siberia. Let's be honest. Guys didn't really want to come here. And Giannis has made this his home. And as long as he's here and as long as he's in his prime and healthy, they've got a chance to win a championship every season. Talk with Ted Davis, retired Bucks play-by-play announcer. Follow him on Twitter at NBA Ted. Uh, let, let's uh, talk a little bit about that that playoff run. I think, you know, of memories. People remember the the, the poke away steal by by Drew Holiday and the dunk by Giannis against Phoenix and. They'll remember Giannis's 50-point game in the free throw line, obviously. But but really, the series of that postseason was that net series. That was the drag-down, drag-out fight uh, that if you get through that, then it looked like they were going to go win a championship, which they did. But that was a very difficult series. Yeah, and I didn't think they could get past Brooklyn uh, because I thought that was too much, Harden, Durant, and Irving. But uh, And you know this, Sparky. If you, if you're, if you win a championship, you've got to be good but you also have to get some luck along the way. Sure. Everything went the Bucks' way last year. It just did. You can look back on it. What, 45 seconds into the first game, Harden tweaks his hamstring, and he's not uh, you know, healthy for the rest of the series. And even with that, the Bucks lose the first two, and in game two, they're down by 50. And they come home down 0-2 going, my gosh, what the heck is going on? Well, we know what happened. They 
They even the series at 2-2 in game four. Kyrie Irving rolls his ankle, and he's not the same for the rest of the series. We go to game seven, where if Kevin Durant is wearing the same size of shoe on the floor as he does on the street, then maybe that's a three-pointer and the Bucks are done. But it was a two-pointer because his size 18 sneaker was on the on the line, and they go to overtime and win. And then the Sixers lose. Atlanta beats them. Now you've got home court for that next round, and Giannis doesn't totally shred his knee in Atlanta. I mean, just everything. And and, and Trey Young steps on a referee's foot after yep. taking a shot. He's not the. I mean, just everything went the Bucks way. When Giannis got hurt, did you think he was done? Oh, I, I was. I have never actually felt physically ill on the air from an injury before, but I just, I didn't know what to say. I, I remember on the air, I was going, Oh no. Oh no. Right. No, no, no. Because it seemed impossible for a knee to bend that way and not have a serious injury. It just seemed impossible. And he was in great pain and they, they help him off and you're thinking, okay, that's ACL, that's MCL, that could be patella tendon. Uh, it, it'll be a year before he comes back. He may never be the same. And thank goodness, apparently Giannis is made of some sort of elastic material because, my goodness, he only misses two games, and then he's back for game one of the Phoenix series. Remarkable. Yeah, it, it was uh, crazy how that whole thing played out. Uh, the other thing I guess I'm kind of curious about uh, from your perspective in that whole deal, they win. You're on the air, you're doing, you know, the final call, uh, then you're doing, you know, the post-game wrap-up, everything is happening around you, on the floor, everybody's celebrating. What was that like, realizing and kind of taking it all in that this was actually happening? Well, I think the moment everybody realized that that they were going to win was when Middleton hit that jumper right wing with about 50 seconds to go to right. put him up six. And it was a collective, holy crap, we have done it. And everybody in the arena knew it was surreal. I thought I would go in my entire NBA career without a championship. I thought I'd be like John Stockton, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. Very good career, but no rings. And at that moment, you realize, oh, my goodness, this is it. And, you know, I knew I had to say something. I, I didn't allow myself to really think about it until the morning of game six. Because I, I thought they had a great chance to win. I mean, they're at home and got the momentum. And so I had to figure out something. Eddie Doucette had the first call 50 years ago, and people still play it. So I knew that uh, whatever I said that night was going to stand up for a long time. And I also knew that when you're live on the air, you only have one chance to say it. So don't F it up. And so, uh, you know, I came up with what I said. Uh, it's been a 50-year journey. Wisconsin, we've got a room at the top of the world tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. I, I, I'm proud of that one. I'll stick yeah, with it. That's a good one, no doubt. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams that Brandon Jennings would be a part of this all this craziness that happened that year? That, that to me, still cracks me up, that somehow or another, Brandon Jennings was like one of the rock stars of this whole deal. Yeah, he was like a mascot or something. And and the way it began was really kind of a joke. I mean, it was the year the Bucks were the eighth seed, barely got in. They had that dysfunctional team of J.J. Redick and Monte Ellis and Brandon Jennings, who all had one foot out the door because they knew they were probably going somewhere else. 
and you've got LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh in the first round, and Jennings declares that the Bucks are going to win in six. I mean, it was a joke. And that became like the mantra, Bucks in six, Bucks in six. And sure enough, they, they did. They won in six. Just craziness. Absolute craziness. Ted Davis, thank you so much for coming on. As always, a friend, a retired Bucks play-by-play announcer. Follow him on Twitter at NBA Ted. Always got good stuff going on there, too. Ted, thanks so much, man. Have a good weekend. All right, Sparky. Always good talking to you. Bye. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Ted Davis on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. And I'll take a quick time out. Come back. Other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw you up in the air and you crazy. Five days since you tackled me. I still got the reference on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realize it's not my fault, but a moment too soon. Yesterday you've forgiven me. And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. Get that strawberry frosty. It's around for only a limited time which means it could be gone tomorrow. And then you will be regretting for the rest of your life that you never tried a strawberry frost. Don't do that. Don't regret it. Too many regrets we have in life, right? Don't, don't let the strawberry frost be one of your regrets. It's time to enjoy yourself. It's built in. It's so rich and creamy, a straw just won't cut it. And finishing one, oh, it's going to take you a little while. So check your watch. Is it frosty time yet? And by that, we mean, is it time for a moment with just you? You're frosty, kicking back, and doing whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer. These strawberry frosty treats are going fast, so when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's, limited time only. And again, I'm telling you, that strawberry taste is on point, and you will uh, probably regret it if you don't get it. I don't know if you saw this uh, earlier this morning, D1 Council uh, has endorsed, now it has not officially become rule, but they've endorsed uh, the idea that the transfer portal, which right now is limited to a one-time deal. So you're allowed to transfer once to, and then be able to play immediately. Uh, they are recommending that that be unlimited, meaning you then can transfer to, say, from Wisconsin to Iowa this year and play right away. And then next year, you can transfer from Iowa to Alabama and play right away. And then the next year, you could transfer from Alabama to Ohio State and play right away. Now, the one thing that they're saying that they're also recommending in all of this is there would be windows of availability. So for football, uh, there would be a window right after the season, and then there would be another window uh, around May or somewhere along those lines uh, for, say, football. So there'd be two windows in which you would have to give notice to your program that you're entering the transfer portal. You can't just randomly start picking days out of the blue that you're leaving. So those are the two windows that you would have to tell your universities to transfer. But the idea of unlimited transferring without having to sit out scares me to death, Adam Roberts. Yeah, I remember having to make my formal case to the St. Mary Springs athletic director when I transferred back after going to Fondy for not even a whole year and having to make my case for why I should be able to play on the golf team because of those transfer rules here in Wisconsin. Oh, that's high school. High school is way more jacked up even than college at this point. Yeah. We'll talk more about all of this with Jake Kokorowski, uh, the Wisconsin State Journal, coming up in the third hour. But next hour, some Brewers baseball talk, including the franchise. Tim Allen joins us up next here on the Wendy's Big Show.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.